Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. This is Authenticated. The Diecast Collectors Podcast from Lionel Racing. Authenticated episode 17 is live here. Lionel Racing, the official podcast of the Diecast Collector. We appreciate everybody tuning in once again. We've got a show chock full of exciting things, including the recapping all the goings on and the Bristol dirt. Looking ahead to Talladega this coming weekend, we've got a special guest who is in the headlines and in the news these days, Noah Gregson, driver of the number nine in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, the number 62 and the number 16 in the Cup Series with Beard Motorsports and Call racing and uh as you uh and he's got all kinds of stuff going on like we talked about big announcement uh on monday with some sponsorship we'll get into him with that and uh, a lot of really cool things to talk about here on today's show i am matt kenfield excited to lead you through this show one more time and uh we've got uh Carlene Marginian. Carlene, thank you very much for joining us once again here today. And uh, you were at Bristol and you're sleepy as well. You should be because uh, that was a long night. But how much fun did you have there at Bristol? Uh, Bristol Dirt was an absolute blast this year. It was so well worth it. And I'm really glad that they kept it going and didn't just call it for the rain and really made the whole race go all the way through. So Michelle Fan and you you stuck it out now, but you were warm and dry because yeah, you were I wasn't indoors. At Bristol. I was just happy I stayed awake in the living room. <laughs> Which is an accomplishment, so yay. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. And Alex Pullman, I know you were uh, tuned into the race as well. And uh, that race did not play out like I think a lot of us thought it would. No, absolutely not. But uh, to Carlene's point, I'm glad that it kept going. And, you know, I know a lot of people on Social media wanted to see a different outcome, but everybody had good racing, and I think it was good outcomes. It was a great race and a lot of interesting interesting things to talk about. Easy for me to say, right? But we're going to get all into it right now on Authenticated. You have an exciting track like Bristol Motor Speedway, and then you throw some dirt on it, and you have got a combination that will make some headlines. A lot of exciting things happened at Bristol Motor Speedway this past weekend uh, from the Truck Series and then certainly the Cup Series race. The dirt race at Bristol Motor Speedway gave us a lot of interesting things to talk about, including a wild finish. Came down to Tyler Reddick and Chase Briscoe making contact, and here comes old KB just driving right past them both in the final corner to the checkered flag to pick up his first win of the year in his 60th of his NASCAR Cup Series career, which is just insane to think about a guy winning 60 races, especially these days, as, as tight as the competition is. But uh, we'll start with Carlene. Carlene, you were at the racetrack. 
yesterday. Yes. Where was your vantage point of all the things that happened there at the end? I was right there. So we were standing in turn three and four in the infield. So right when Chase Briscoe was getting on Reddick there at the end, we had like full view of it and the excitement and watching Briscoe catch up to him just lap after lap. I thought he had it, but it's fine. It was all good. It was such good racing. <laughs> and of course, you've got Bush. I feel like you can't have, like, every win Bush, Kyle Bush has, has some, like, drama attached right. to it or, like, some kind of interesting take. Um, and I was actually super impressed because Reddick and Briscoe were so far ahead that Tyler still finished second with all the gap that they had. Yeah, that was surprising to me, too, that he was able to keep going after the spin and then finish second. Because. Mm -hmm. It wasn't clear, you know, I was a little tired. It wasn't clear at the very end to me where he finished. And then when you saw the end results, I'm like, dang, he still finished second. Hey, well, we're just happy here that Reddick finished second because our fantasy pool at work, Matt That's had right. Tyler Reddick. Yes, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that bummed me out, I have to say. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that the race comes down with a couple of rain delays and at some point or a lot through the course of the race there was those you know the dirt track aces they kept calling them on tv and and you know i listened i watched the end of the race on tv listened to a lot of it on prn coming back from our easter festivities on sunday um but everybody was talking about the dirt track guys because for most of the race when you th go back through the top 10 most of them were guys that have pretty mm -hmm. extensive dirt track experience you know stenhouse was up there seabell um you know uh, reddick you know people don't realize he was a really darn good open wheel modified driver before he even got into the nascar series before he got to the k m pro series gosh probably 10 years ago if not more than that now um so and, and briscoe of course um but in the end Kyle Busch, who doesn't want to race on dirt, right? <laughs> right. You know, very limited experience. Very, the yeah. only experience he has is just trying to shake cars down and try to get his his son Brexton's, right. you know, mm -hmm. program up a little bit. You know, go have a little bit of fun while Brex is out there racing. Um, he, he's the one who goes to victory lane. So uh, just kind of shows to you that uh, talent will overcome whatever obstacles are in your way. Yeah. Um, and certainly Kyle Busch is uh, arguably the most talented race car driver, probably maybe of our generation. I want to say, too, that, you know, we've talked about on here about the even playing fields with the new car and everything. It was really cool to see people like JJ Yaley in the top 10 yesterday. And, you know, cause you're not used to seeing guys like that up there, but he's up there running, you know, with your every week guys. And I just really enjoyed seeing that. And, and Ty and Austin Dillon also, yes. you know, especially mm -hmm. Ty from, you know, the RPM or now the Petty GMS team, uh, seeing him, you know, both of the Petty GMS cars ran pretty well. Cause even EJ, Eric Jones was up there for a little bit. Um, but seeing the Dillon brothers up there racing it, uh, in the top 10 was pretty fun for a while too, until it seemed like everybody eventually got into some kind of trouble, exactly. right? They either broke or something you know something happened um but uh you know both of those cars ran really well um l let's talk a little bit about the, the the contact between briscoe and uh reddick and their post race i think everybody was thinking oh man somebody's gonna get their butt whooped down there on you know on pit road and they're smiling and shaking hands it was hands. awkward i just felt <laughs> like the post race was awkward and i you, matt you and i talked about it and yeah. you were right i mean when the cameras are on people are different than yeah. maybe if the cameras weren't right there the minute chase like comes up after reddick's post race interview right, right. but it was just doofy no, I feel like <laughs> not <laughs> staged but it was definitely not what 
probably people wanted to say you know what i mean yeah right it wasn't as natural as it would have been had the cameras not been there from the beginning i would guess right because that was the first thing that i saw when i saw i think on twitter i saw you know basically you could hear the audio of the way they were talking there's a fox sports mic right in between the two of them Mm -hmm. so i mean you know like i said i did i didn't see that part on the broadcast but seeing it after the fact i was like whether it was on the broadcast or not you see a national broadcast network you know some guys don't have that filter right like i'm like we're talking about kyle bush and how talented or he tony is. stewart or yeah oftentimes right. kyle doesn't have that filter you know between the brain and the tongue sometimes right <laughs> and, and that's why he's got fans you know that's why i'm a fan of his because he says what he wants to say and and you know darn you if you don't like it that's just the way it's going to be but these guys you know briscoe and reddick and i think also you know briscoe got to victory lane this year right uh reddick hasn't but if he's not the next first time winner i'll be shocked because he's knocking on the door and he has Mm -hmm. been just about every race this year he's been in contention for the win um so he's going to get it soon but ultimately i think these guys know that they're going to win some races and they're going to win races probably for a while because they're pretty young you know they got young families that they got to take care of for a long time and things like that so and that's the other thing maybe the fires i don't want to say the fire's not there because that's not But, you know, you think back to when I was a kid and these guys are racing for their paychecks, for their livelihood. Right. Like these. But now, you know, maybe these guys, the difference between finishing first and second is a decent amount of money. But these guys are still making a good amount of money regardless. Right. So uh, maybe that's something to do with it. But I think no matter what, I don't think what we saw on camera at least on Reddick's part, is really what was going on inside of him. That, and that's just my opinion. You know, I don't know him personally or know how he acts, but I know anybody in his, his position might do the correct PR thing and yeah. smile and shake yeah. hands and kiss babies and stuff like that. But on the inside, you're like, son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That sucked. Right? It's like I was this close. Right. Uh, I mean, are they like really good friends? Do you think, know? I think I read somewhere that they're friendly. Okay. You know, uh, but I, I don't know for sure that, you know, they're golfing buddies or anything like that. Because Reddit just kept saying, it's all good, it's all good. I'm like, no, it's not. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> not went, for you, I mean, it's not all good. When, when it comes to your first win, I mean, it is not yeah. all good. Well, and, and maybe he was just saying that to, like, get out of my face. Mm, like, I, I, right. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't remember where I saw I saw it on Twitter today, but I don't remember which account it was. So if it was your account, kudos to you. But it, they were commenting how the drivers, you know, Reddick and Briscoe were smiling and shaking hands. Yeah. All the crew guys looked. I know. They were they pissed. pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to throw hands. Yeah. and they're ready to jump in they're like what what do we do what do we do with our hands now like we're ready they're ready to get down but it uh, it never happened um but you know those guys will be racing for wins uh, that's totally. not an issue you know it's not like it's a 45 year old guy on the you know the downswing of his career trying to get his first yeah, win. consistently as they're running no right, but so. kyle bush did uh break the mold again just like hamlin did with the over 30 Went in the race. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and, and, you know, we kind of talked about before we went on air here today, uh, Kyle Busch a couple weeks ago uh, claiming that Alex Bowman backs into wins. Uh-huh. And, and well, I'll be darned. He's what owning happened? it, though. He's owning it. He's he, like, yes, I did. So Right, right. <laughs> and, and I think... Kyle Busch has won more than 200 races in his career. Not all of them were by lapping the field, right? Like something has to happen in every race in order for some car to go to victory lane. Nobody just goes out there and kills everybody, right? There's no, no, there's Jeff Burton, New Hampshire was at 99 where he led all 300 laps or whatever. That doesn't happen. So something's got to happen for somebody to win a race. And, you know, um, but 
you know, Kyle didn't necessarily, you know, he did his typical bow and stuff like that, but he didn't do this gigantic burnout or anything like that because, you know, he probably wasn't the best car there, you know, and he know he knew that after the race. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. So, Carlene, what was the fan reaction like when he won? Oh, same thing as when he did his walkout. Everyone's booing because it's Kyle Busch, but I found it interesting because it's essentially the exact same thing that happened uh, before the Daytona race last year when Blaney and Chase took themselves out and Kyle was right there. Yeah. So I think he just plays a very smart strategic game. <laughs> like right. He knows yeah, what he's sure. doing. But yeah, the fans, I mean, you've got your diehard Kyle Busch fans who were screaming at the top of their lungs. And then you've got, I think the booze kind of the overcome that, <laughs> but yeah. he thrives off that. And that's so fun to see. Well, and I think he developed those boos over the years because, you know, maybe some people don't like his attitude sometimes. And, you know, he, he can be a sore loser, which, you know, in my department, anytime you lose, you should be a sore loser in NASCAR. Right. Um, but a lot of them was because he's so successful. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the best, right. like even back in the day with Earnhardt, he got booze because, yeah, he moved some people out of the way for wins and stuff like that. And that, you know, ruffled people the wrong way. But the bottom line is when you win a lot, it's easy to hate people like that's why people hate Tom Brady because he won seven Super Bowls. You know what I mean? It's not because he's a bad guy or a bad athlete. He's damn good at what he does. He just does it too well sometimes. Let's be honest. Haters gonna hate. Right. Um, and I think... 30 years from now, you know, when Kyle Busch is standing at the edge of the NASCAR Hall of Fame doing his induction speech or whatever, you know, 30 years, who knows what it will actually be. But um, I think then people will truly realize even those those ones that were in your section booing them uh, yesterday afternoon will be like. That guy was pretty damn good. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's easy to boo a guy while he's still at, at his peak. You know what I mean? But at some point, and, and I think, you know, I think Jimmy Johnson's is is, is the same way. Yes. You know I what agree. I mean? I, Jimmy didn't get necessarily get booed. And I don't think people resented him for the success that he had. But I also don't feel like he got the credit that he deserved, you know, especially in the last few years of his career when he kind of went winless and wasn't necessarily what Jimmy Johnson had been before that. Um, and, and even Kyle Busch, you know, hasn't been he was winning six, five, six, seven, eight races a year. And over the last couple of years, it hasn't been that way. I mean, it, you got to love or hate him. But I mean, after watching him come back from that real bad injury and that wreck in right. Daytona in 2015 and came back after missing out, was it like six or seven mm -hmm. races and came back and won the championship? Right. I mean, you, you might love to hate him, but the dude can drive a car. Yeah, he's right. got the talent to back it up. Yeah. And someday, even the ones that are his biggest detractors will realize that. And they probably already do now. It's just yeah, it's more fun to boo people. Right. Right. So, Absolutely. Um, but really cool to see Kyle Busch get back to victory lane whether you're a fan or not you know seeing another new driver in victory lane this season is, is a good thing um uh, only one repeat winner right and who would have guessed that it would be William Byron be the, be the one guy who's won multiple races to this point in the season but uh, uh exciting stuff at Bristol and I was most I was happiest that uh about Kyle Busch's win is that that M&M's crunchy cookie car got to victory lane because I think that's pretty that's a pretty look nice looking I like car. that paint scheme yeah I love that blue 
And the dirt shows up really good on that. Yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was a bunch of big clumps of dirt all over that car. And uh, I was looking at the reference pictures today that uh, we'll sh- we will soon show you on our social media channels um, that will be used by our artists to recreate all the scrapes and scuffs and dirt clumps and everything like that on, on uh, Kyle Busch's car. Uh, th- there's a lot. Of, there was a lot going on uh, through the course of that race, and his car is really going to tell the story of 250 grueling laps at uh, Bristol Motor Speedway. That's for sure. In uh, that race win die is available for order right now at lionelracing.com or by calling 1-800-952-0708 or contacting one of your one of our authorized Lionel Racing diecast dealers and uh, that car is going to be pretty impressive to add to your collection and I was glad to see Kyle Busch win in the crunchy M&M's crunchy cookie car because by the end of the year we're not going to see the M&M's car in victory lane anymore. Right. Um, and, you know, Kyle Busch has a, you know, a Rolodex of sponsors all, all under the, you know, the Mars brand um, most of the time, at least. But at least to get know that M&M's got one more win with Kyle Busch behind the wheel of their car is pretty cool, too. And uh, I was also pleased to hear Coy Gibbs in the post-race uh, um press conference mentioned that they are they do have some irons in the fire at least to hopefully get kyle bush some sponsorship in 2023 and beyond so hopefully that comes to fruition because uh that m&m's partnership with kyle bush you know there are so many little kids that are kyle bush fans without even knowing that they're kyle bush fans because they have m&m's cars Sorry, and diecast yes. cars and t-shirts and hats and it's just a great it has been a great brand to be involved in nascar and hopefully there's uh more brands out there kind of like wendy's uh coming into the sport as we'll talk about in just a little bit here unauthenticated uh, more brands that children and uh, kids at heart can uh, all relate to so make sure you get that Kyle Busch race win diecast from the Bristol Dirt Race now and uh, we're looking forward out the uh, windshield right now to Talladega Super Speedway so we had a stretch of short tracks right we went from Martinsville to Bristol and a couple two weeks before that at Richmond to NASCAR's biggest track Talladega Super Speedway I could say what's going to happen but none of us know what's going to happen. It's no, what chaos. No. <laughs> so what would be, I guess, what would be your least surprising thing, maybe uh, of somebody who can go to victory lane or have a good run this weekend in the cup series uh, race at Talladega, Ryan Blaney. <laughs> Is Shocker. it because you're wearing his shirt right now? <laughs> no, okay. it's because of me. He's always representing. Yes. yes. Um, no, I mean, he runs pretty good there. He seems to do very well at avoiding you know, the big ones or has been in the past couple of years. And, you know, he's got those back-to-back 007 finishes there at the line. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't count him out. He's been running pretty decent there the past couple of years. I agree with you. I think Bubba Wallace will do well. I think he always does well at the super speedways. And, you know, it's like anything at Talladega. If you stay out of trouble, exactly. you've got a shot. But um, I think he'll do well there. And he finished second at Daytona, too. Yes, he Bubba did. did. So, yes, he did. Know. See, I'm feeling uh, another first-time winner this season. I'm going to go with Brad Keselowski. I that's think a good, no, that's a really good call for Talladega. Yeah, he got yeah. Talladega last spring, mm-hmm. and then their cars just really seemed to be getting up there. He was doing actually pretty well in Bristol. Yeah, he, he was. was. And you got Matt McCall back with him in Talladega, so we'll see how it goes, but I've got high hopes. That's right. Matt McCall had his uh, little his suspension. <laughs> early season vacation. <laughs> Mini vacation, guess, right? yeah. yeah. His sabbatical is over. Yeah, so uh, yeah, that, that, that would be really cool to see. 
uh, I've got a strong feeling. We talked a little bit about the RCR cars with uh, Tyler Reddick, but I think either Reddick or Austin Dillon are, are knocking on the door. Dillon had a really good run going on the Bristol dirt and he is a very good uh, super speedway racer as well. You know, Daytona 500 winner and always seems to be up front, but just like everybody, everybody runs up front in those races and then gets yeah. taken out somehow. So and Austin Dillon is definitely in that um in that fold as well uh kind of a dark horse guy i wouldn't bet against a guy like Corey lajoy who always seems to run up front in those super speedway races and then just has the worst luck everywhere but definitely at the super speedway races too anybody could win too right Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the thing yeah there's no telling what's going to happen but that's what makes talladega so much fun you know that you can be one of those back marker underfunded teams still find yourself up front with a shot you know late in the race um, you know, and our boy we, Noah could win that race, uh, right? That I would mean, be absolutely. Yep. Talk that, about exciting. That would be, man. That could, just put a dartboard and just throw darts at whoever would yeah, win right. at this point. <laughs> that's that's really all you can do at Talladega when you're trying to pick uh, who you who you think might win that race. But it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Talladega Super Speedway this coming weekend. The Xfinity Series and the Cup Series both in action there. The uh, trucks will be off, I think, until uh, uh, Darlington uh, just a few weeks away. Uh, throwback weekend. Lots of cool throwback diecast uh, available for order. And uh, I think that would be a great segue. We're going to come right back here on Authenticated with our fresh paint for the week. Lots of fun die casts coming your way, available for pre-order now at LionelRacing.com. And to bring you the list of some of the highlights, Carlene Marginian. Woo, we've got some fresh paints coming your way this week. Um, top of the list is the Noah Gragson number 62 Wendy's car, which we've got more with him to come, so stay tuned. Uh, in terms of throwbacks, we've got the Josh Berry Tire Pro throwback, which is that Dale Jr. Looney Tunes 2002 car, uh, autographed by Barry, and also a dual autograph with Barry and Dale Jr., so be sure to check that out. A couple other throwbacks we've got are the Alex Bowman number 48 Ally, which is a throwback to Mark Martin. And the number one Sam Mayer Accelerate throwback, which is a throwback to Rick Mast, which is a very cool looking one. Uh, We've also got the Kevin Harvick number four Bush Latte from Bristol, that blue silver that really popped with the dirt. That was a nice looking one. The Chase Elliott HendrickCars.com number seven truck from Bristol. We also have the Greg Biffle number 44 Grambling State University, which so exciting to see another Biffle car up for pre-order after all this time. We've also got the Ryan Blaney number 12 Wabash, that ombre blue livery. The Bubble Wallace number 23 Columbia, that retro look that they did or what they called the neon moon on social. Uh, and then the super unique Kurt Busch number 45 McDonald's Money Lion livery. Um, we also have those Martinville wins still up for pre-order. You've got the William Byron number number 24 Raptor Cup win, as well as his number seven HendrickCars.com truck win. So be sure to take a look at all those on LionelRacing.com. Uh, give our customer care team a call at 1-800-952-0708 or check them out with our other authorized Lionel Racing dealers. Also be sure to check out our Instagram story. All of our fresh paint kids posted up there too. 
And I also want to give a uh, shout out to uh, Thomas and Maddie from our LionelRacing.com crew. They're doing deals of the day uh, every single day, and we're, we're promoting them on our social media channels. Uh, uh, some really cool diecasts and, and ones that we only have, you know, limited, really limited numbers of uh, some special finishes, elites, and everything like that at smoking deals, 30 to 50% off. Uh, a new car uh, available in the deal of the day every day uh, here for the month of April. So uh, definitely keep checking out our social media channels to find out which car is uh, available for a really good deal and uh, grab one while they last. Because I think every one that we've put up there over the last two weeks is sold out. So uh, kudos to that team for doing that and uh, to you fans for jumping on those cars before they're gone. So uh, thank you, Carlene, for that. And right now, we're going to hear from one of the big newsmakers of the NASCAR week, Noah Gregson, right here on Authenticated. Welcome back to Authenticated, and have we got one big newsmaker of the week on board with us here for this week's show. Uh, none other than Mr. Noah Gregson, driver of the number 62 Wendy's Chevrolet. Uh, that, uh, that's got to sound pretty cool there, Noah. We appreciate you joining us here uh, on Authenticated, getting ready for the cup race this weekend, uh, as well as lots of uh, exciting things on the Xfinity side. And uh, Noah, it's a busy time to be Noah Gregson, isn't it, my man? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely got a lot going on this year. Um, racing full time in Xfinity and part time in the Cup Series. I think we got fifty one NASCAR races on the schedule and doing some uh, micro sprint racing and uh, Millbridge Speedway and some super late model races as well. So definitely got a, a packed schedule for sure. How, how how important is that to you to uh, make sure that whenever you've got weekends, you've got a steering wheel in your hand, no matter whether it's on the little dirt track at Millbridge or, uh, you know, the biggest track in NASCAR in Talladega this weekend? How important is that to you to get as much seat time as you can? Um, I think it's, yeah, seat time is great. And I just love racing. So, um, you know, just to get out there on the, on the racetrack, you know, no matter what it is, if it's a cup car, it's, Bristol or, uh, you know, race on the super speedway with both Xfinity and Cup. It's, uh, you know, just trying to trying to improve and learn and gain experience and, and just become better. Uh, so definitely got great opportunities with uh, with everybody at Junior Motorsports and, and the number nine Bass Pro Shop team. And then, uh, like you mentioned, we're going to Talladega this weekend with, uh, with the Wendy's number 62 Chevrolet. So, That'll be uh, that'll be really cool. The the car looks awesome and um, got a pretty sweet suit and and uh, helmet for this weekend. So um, it'll be a lot of fun. Let's start there. Let's uh, let's look out the windshield before we go in the rear view. Uh, let's talk about this Wendy's deal. How did this all come about? And uh, how quick did uh, did it come together? And uh, uh, you know what was the process to get Wendy's on board with you with that Beard Motorsports team this weekend? Yeah, we, uh, we we met with some of their people uh, over at Wendy's, and back in 2020, I did a uh, at the Daytona race. We won on a Saturday, and uh, the next morning we were doing. They built a Wendy's pop up in uh, in the infield of Daytona, and I was going over there to do some social stuff with them, and uh, like some Instagram story stuff and whatnot. And um, I was actually pretty hungover from the night before i got my first <laughs> win at daytona so we went pretty hard the night before but 
yeah, just uh, you know, kind of partied it up with uh, with some of the some of the people from from Wendy's, and uh, just continued to develop the relationship. And I mean, it's so cool. Um, Wendy's is such a big company, and um, they have. It's awesome having them as a partner and a sponsor of ours because I'm a I'm a big fan of food in general, and um, so it uh, it really ties into what I like and I guess what I'm passionate about. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's really fun being able to to represent something that you you enjoy, and uh, you know, I think Wendy's is a perfect fit for me. So, so you're, you're also a client and not just a, uh, not just a, a sponsored driver of Wendy's. Uh, and, and I understand that partnerships kind of, uh, uh lend itself to, uh, adding some menu items with Noah Gregson's brand on it. So, uh, you, you have to pick your own frosty flavor. How do you, how do you even pick your own frosty flavor? Yeah, they sent me a list of, uh, we went up to their, uh, food innovation, uh, kitchen up in, in Columbus, Ohio at the Wendy's headquarters and, um, they sent me a list of, of different flavors that that I could that they were willing to make, and they're going to be giving those out at, at Talladega. Um, you know, samples of those, and uh, it's, it's pretty surreal um, to, I guess, kind of have uh, my own signature Wendy's frosty flavor. I guess you can call it. But um, the two that really caught my eye on the list that they sent me was orange dreamsicle and key lime pie. So we tried those, and I'm like, man, there's got to be something. Like, those are really good, but there's there's got to be something that, that's, like, better out there. Um, More you, and, right? More you? Yeah. Yeah, like, they were good. Like, I loved them, but I was like, it's just missing something, if that made sense. And uh, so, anyways, long story short, we got uh, – we started messing around with, uh, with Blue Raspberry, and then I was putting uh, – candy on top of it and it just it just was really i guess gathered everything that that i'm about i, I kind of like that blue raspberry flavor and then the crunch of the candy is is really good so uh, that's what we came up with and hopefully people enjoy it so we'll see well, I know at Daytona this year, Wendy's had their pop-up store in the infield, and our group had a blast going through the golf cart line. They were giving out their hot honey chicken sandwiches. So were you going to be going through the golf cart line at Talladega this weekend? Yeah, so I, I actually went through the golf cart line uh, like like you at Daytona and got the, the hot honey sandwich, chicken sandwich, and, man, it was so good. Like, I could eat about five of those a day. So I'm definitely going through the, the line at Talladega for sure. So let's talk Talladega. Obviously, you know, the super speedway race tracks you're, you're pretty darn good at, like you said, you, you've been to victory lane in the Xfinity series at Daytona. And, uh, you know, the JRM cars have a history, uh, of always running up front at those, uh, in the Xfinity side and the beard team has always run well on, on those races as well. Um, so what, what are kind of your expectations, you know, in, in addition to just having the new partnership and wanting to do well with Wendy's on the side of the car, what is your expectation? What are your goals? I guess you could say for Talladega on the cup side this week. Uh, I think we want to really finish all the laps. We had a strong run. Um, in my debut in the Daytona 500 this year, my first cup race, we were running six with 10 laps to go and uh, got hooked in the right rear by the four and um, through the triable. And that was definitely a bummer because I felt like we did everything right. And, uh, 
just did, you know, just try to make the most of the opportunity. Um, so, I mean, we want to go, we want to go out there and be competitive, but at the same time, we want to finish all the laps and, uh, and make it to the end of the race and, and hopefully have a good finish. Let's back that up also, not just on the cup side, but uh, with the Xfinity car. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about how that season has gone. Obviously, you picked up that win earlier this season, and uh, you're running consistently. You're running up front. Uh, where, where are you, uh, would you say, with your number nine team uh, so far this year in 2022? Well, we got off to a strong start. Uh, first four races, finishing no worse than third. We have four top three finishes in those the first four races, including a win, and then uh, you know, we've had really good speed. I, I feel like race winning speed, top three speed at every racetrack. Uh, but it's just kind of been in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like this past uh, this past Xfinity race at, at uh, Martinsville, got uh, hooked by our teammate Sam Mayer on the restart, and uh, you know, run third, and thought we were going to have a good shot at at being um, up there battling for the win on, on a greenway checker, just uh, kind of wrong place at the wrong time. But, uh, you know, we sometimes hear the bat, sometimes hear the ball, and they haven't been too great of finishes here this probably this last month. But at least the speed's there, and, and we can keep that going. And that's the most important thing. As, as long as the speed is there in the car, everybody's really confident and motivated. And, uh and having fun. So we talked a little bit about, you know, obviously your opportunity with the beard team on the cup side, your full-time JRM ride. You've also just like, uh, just yesterday afternoon, uh, yesterday evening, uh, running for calling motorsports on the cup side. What is that like when you're running for three different teams and even doing some other things, like you said, some super late model stuff, you know, at least on the NASCAR side between the, uh, Xfinity and the cup, uh, you know, I know just trying to schedule you today, you had competition meetings, you had debriefs and all that stuff. What is your weekly schedule like bouncing back and forth and bouncing ideas off of different crew chiefs and different teammates, uh, you know, just about every day of the week? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot to manage. I think that's probably the, the toughest part of really this year for me is not really on the track, but off the track is just managing my schedule and um college is it's quite a bit of ways away from where i live it's, it's about an hour drive each way and so that takes up a lot of time and then just trying to trying to build the relationships and and do everything i can to be productive and efficient with my time so um it's, it seems like it's seven days a week you get home on a sunday night and then you're back uh monday morning um, we usually have a workout at 7 a.m. with Josh Wise, and uh, and then you're just going from there until you get back to the racetrack. So um, I think it would be really challenging if I wasn't passionate about racing and doing what I love. But, um, you know, that, that keeps you going on a Monday when you're tired and <laughs> um, you just have a love for the sport. Now, what time did you get home last night, No, after that long Bristol dirt race? I got home at one thirty. Did Josh have you in the gym at seven <laughs> o'clock this morning? He give you the morning off. No, I took off this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you had, you had a big day with the, with the uh, Wendy's announcement, uh, for sure. Um, 
so when we talk about uh, this weekend at Talladega with the the Wendy's number 62 car, um, first thing I want to know, what is your Wendy's order? What's in your $5 biggie bag? What, what, what are you getting when, you know, your first opportunity to get lunch down there in Talladega? What's in the biggie bag for you? Uh, you definitely got to go with spicy nuggets. Uh, that's, that's my go-to. I love the, the regular nuggets and then the spicy nuggets are, um, probably my favorite, uh, some French fries, um, frosty, maybe a, uh, baconator and I don't know. I have to come up with some, <laughs> another order of the, uh, the spicy nuggets for sure. That, that that's respectable. I, I will say sour. Okay, I'm with you. The, nugs are the way to go. My my son has a T-shirt that says "Nugs, not drugs," and I think that's a good motto for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, good deal. So, uh, well, we, t- we touched a little bit about the uh, Bristol Dirt Race last night, and uh, I know you've you've been racing some Millbridge stuff, but you, you were not a a dirt track uh, um, you know expert by any means until uh, the last couple seasons, trying to get as much experience as you can. And I know you've uh, you know uh, you, you've put some results together. What was your what was your takeaway from last night's race at the on the Bristol Dirt? Well, there's three things that are certain in life, and that's death. Uh, yeah taxes and that I'll be not a contender at a dirt track. Um, uh, probably be one of the last guys on the racetrack. So yeah, I'm not a, uh, not a dirt guy. My strategy was to try and get all the other guys to wreck and, uh, we'll start picking them off. And unfortunately we got involved in one of the wrecks, but, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. It was definitely a challenge, but, uh, you know, we, we, stuck with it and um went like seven or eight laps down and got like six free passes got got back to two laps down and then just kind of ran out of time but overall um you know i think the the team did great we were you know i think gonna be in a good position just um you know nothing to really show for it but i had a lot of fun do you kind of feel over the course of, you know, 250 laps, do you feel yourself getting better, or at least more more knowledgeable, I guess, of what things work and what things don't over the course of the race? Yeah, I think I got I, – I definitely improved from just start of the weekend till the end. But the way I ended is still way far off to where those guys started. So, um yeah, it's, it's a challenge, but that that keeps you hungry for wanting to get better. We'll go to Millbridge this week and run a, a micro sprint and just try and keep learning, you know, as much as you can. That's that's what it's about and gaining uh, gaining experience and just trying to be better, you know, putting putting notes down in the notebook and uh, you know just trying to become a better race car driver. We know that uh, this weekend at Talladega, you've got a lot of activation things. I know uh, I know the Fox Sports broadcast has some stuff planned with you at the uh, Wendy's pop-up there at Talladega, and that's going to be really cool. Uh, and I just seeing the video this morning about the announcement and how that came to be, you are very active on your social media, and you have a very good sense of you know how to 
promote yourself and, and your on-track efforts as well. And, uh, you know, I think fans really engage with that. Is How important is that to you to be active, not just on social media, but to show up at the souvenir haulers every week to sign the autographs for the fans? Uh, you know, just how important is that interaction with the fans um, to you as an up-and-coming race car driver? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's, uh, if you can make anyone's day, I mean, that's what, that's what makes me smile and um, have fun with it. So it's cool to see, you know, when you sign autographs, we'll take a picture of how happy some little kids get and whatnot. And like you mentioned, we got a, a lot of stuff going on with them doing the pop-up activation that, uh, at, with the Wendy's and the infield of Talladega this weekend. We'll probably be pretty busy over there. And then I have a, a couple um, appearances on Talladega Boulevard, uh, maybe later in the evening. Uh, that aren't on my schedule, but uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, should be a fun weekend. And, uh, and I, I know we'll certainly have two fast Chevy Camaros and in, in the Xfinity side and the Cup side, and just trying to have as much fun. That's my thing is trying to have as much fun as possible, and and that's where I feel like I'm most comfortable is, is when I'm having fun. And I've got a great team behind me on on both sides, and ready to go tear it up. So, Noah, one of the things we love about when you win is your epic celebrations after you win. So do those come to you spontaneously or do you like plan ahead what you're going to do? I mean, your Phoenix celebration with Fan in the Flames of that burned down tire was pretty great. Yeah, no, yeah, I just live it up um, in the moment. I think just doing a cool burnout and having fun and just feeding off the emotion of everyone. You never know when you're last when's going to be your um, your last race so you definitely have to live every day like it's your last in my opinion and uh, you know just have as much fun as possible I also think part of it goes into making sure that Lionel Racing makes one yep. badass race win die cast <laughs> too when you tear it up a little bit right that's right that's right yeah with the tires off of it and the, the quarter panels all blown off of it and everything that uh, makes it for a pretty cool deal yeah, before we let you go, Noah, we do want to rewind, uh, gosh, uh, two years ago now, I guess, uh, the Charlotte Roval race when you had that Lionel Racing number nine car. And I don't know if I've ever seen such a chaotic messed up wild interesting you know stuff you wouldn't even believe happen happening in a race uh, like that before and man did you get us some tv time because you did everything <laughs> you could do to get us into victory lane and uh, unfortunately mother nature and god knows whatever else threw you curveballs but you sure did put on a show i bet that was a lot of fun wasn't it oh it was a blast it was it was pouring rain um out at, at the roval and that made it really really fun just because one we had a, a great looking race car but um me being an idiot and being in the i think we spun from the lead like three times and had to go to last and then we drove all the way back up to second and finished right on aj's back bumper i think if we would have had another lap we probably could have got him um and and got that car into victory lane but yeah the the Checkers of Records diecast is, is awesome. I'm actually looking at it right now, and there's a lot of a lot of great detail on the car, and it looks almost identical as how it came off the racetrack. And um, there's just so much detail on it. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of fun uh, in that race. It's probably one of the most fun races I've been a part of, and I've always wanted it to rain again like that. There, I've always prayed for rain like this past year at the Roval, but um, it didn't happen. So, 
fingers crossed we can we can have a race like that again because I had a really good time. Well, we enjoyed watching you, and uh, we're, we're excited to see this partnership uh, come together for you for this Wendy's deal. I, I, I know you got a lot of great partners as it is uh, over there uh, with Bass Pro and Black Rifle Coffee, True Timber, and everything like that on the Xfinity side. Um, but, uh, you know, bringing a new sponsorship into the sport, too, because we were all putting our heads together when we first found out about it, and, and I, Wendy's has never been involved in the Cup Series before. I think they sponsored a Bush Series car with right. Stanton Barrett back in the early '90s or something like that. So, bringing new sponsorship into the sport is is it's great for you, but it's great for the sport too to have a worldwide brand like Wendy's come into the NASCAR Cup Series like this. Yeah, it's special. It's, I mean, they're they're a huge company, and uh, you know, to be able to carry. The red, white, and blue colors, and and uh, the five dollar biggie bag on the side of our our sixty two Camaro. It's it's really special. It's kind of a dream come true, and uh, something that I'll I'll never forget. So, going to try and, and make the most of the opportunity, and, and try and get them in victory lane, and hopefully we can get a race version diecast. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one thing that I saw you tease earlier today, Noah, is when you're releasing the new look of your fire suit. So, are we thinking midweek or late week? Um, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I can do it today. There's, uh, my PR lady, Kristen, she just gave me the the thumbs up. So I might, Ooh. I might drop that here awesome. soon. Well, Looking forward to it. Yeah. That's going to be pretty sporty. Uh, and, uh, we appreciate your time. No, we know you're a busy guy. We know you got a bunch of meetings coming up this afternoon. Uh, and, uh, but you know, no matter what, just, just know that from our perspective, we appreciate all that you do for the fans. Cause obviously we are a fan driven company. You're a fan driven race car driver. So, um, you know, we appreciate that you're a fan of our diecast. I know you've, uh, you've collected them in the past and you still do it. And, uh, uh we appreciate your time and, uh, we, we want to see you do well this weekend we want to see you in victory lane a couple of times how's that heck yeah i appreciate <laughs> it thanks for uh all the support as always and appreciate all the fan support and um you know still collecting diecast to this day and uh have a, a really big passion for it so um yeah thanks for having me on guys you got it noah gregson uh, look for him this weekend at talladega super speedway we will be back in just a moment here on authenticated Thank you so much, Noah Gregson, for joining us on Authenticated. Last week on the show, we had a really cool giveaway that we announced. Wave 13 NASCAR Authentics. We showed it off to you on our social media channels last week. We also debuted it right here on the Authenticated podcast. We gave you a chance to win the entire wave, including the limited edition uh, liquid color chase piece car and uh the way to do that was to share the post with the podcast link as well as uh, tag a friend who you thought might want to win that. And uh, we have scoured to gosh, there was a couple hundred uh, entries into this. So it was, it was a lot of, a lot of hard work by Carlene to go through them all, but uh, we found one random winner and uh, go ahead. Who's, who's going to win wave 13 and get it on their doorstep in a few days. Yes. Drum roll, please. I am so excited to announce that the winner of the wave 13 giveaway is Alex, the luchador on Twitter. So, so when you hear this, definitely reach out to us. We'll be sending you a message too. So be on the lookout so we can get this wave coming your way. 
We definitely appreciate everybody for uh, joining in. We're going to do a lot more giveaways uh, through the course of the summer here on Authenticated. We've got some autographed diecasts. We've got some really cool things to give away, uh, including some NASCAR Authentics prizes as well. Uh, so definitely keep tuning in. And uh, we're going to have different ways that you can win these products. And I uh, uh, appreciate everybody who participated this past week. And we're going to keep it right there with Carlene, but with our last lap highlight of the week. So whatever we thought was the, the biggest news, the most uh, the funniest thing, the most entertaining thing. But before I get that, my last lap highlight for you will be to know what your Martinsville hot dog count was uh, on <laughs> Sunday at the race. Uh, what, so it's been two weeks since we did the show. Uh, we haven't done one since post Martinsville. How many hot dogs did you end up eating? I just had the one that I had Ooh. to get when I went in. You're, you know, the one to get it off the list. But I watched the people I was with have about 10 total. Uh, so that was enough for me. <laughs> 10 total amongst them, like Correct. collectively? Correct, there was two oh, of them. Okay, I was going to say, if one, if a two, so an average of five, let's say. Oof, and which how, is a lot. <laughs> how, how were they afterwards? Were they food baby in it or? Oh yeah, those yeah. things sit with you for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so good. <laughs> yeah, good mm. is a relative term. Uh, so what was your last life? Last, yeah, my, my tongue does not want to work today uh what was your last lap highlight of this past week though it is a bit of a tongue twister so i'll yes. give you some credit Thank but you. my last lap highlight um which Good you kind of touched on, on thank you which you kind of touched on was um ty dylan and his top 10 finish at bristol dirt i thought that was just super exciting he had a really great um partner with him this week in that bright green gain, which was really cool to see. And I was really excited that he was coming back into cup this season. So it was really cool for me to see him in the top 10. Yeah, very cool. Uh, kudos to everybody there at uh, Petty GMS Racing for putting that deal together because it was cool to see uh, the Tide car as well as the game car yeah. kind of mm -hmm. rival, but not really rival uh, laundry detergent companies with the same team uh, at a place like Bristol on the dirt. Uh, that was that was really cool. So kudos to uh, that team and that organization for putting that deal together. Uh, Michelle Fan, what was your uh, last lap highlight of this week? And before I give my last lap highlight, you can pre-order those die casts, the Tide and the Game yes. die cast right now. So get on that if you haven't already. Um, last lap highlight. Mine is the pre-race. Um, mm. Fox did a really good job with their pre-race um, before Bristol. They brought back, I mean, they wouldn't want to call it the speed stage, but I call it the speed stage. So they brought back the race day stage outside the track and had Daryl Waltrip, Chris Meyer, Jamie McMurray, and Clint Boyer on it. And it brought back a little nostalgia for me, you know, going to Daytona before I ever worked here, lived in Jacksonville, hang on at the race day stage, saw Kyle Petty, Kenny Wallace, you know, John Roberts had the drivers come on the stage and it was so much fun and it had created a lot of positive energy back in the day when speed TV was still a thing and i thought that was pretty cool to see them to see fox bring that back for their pre-race content and some of their content pre-race has been a little and hasn't you know been real exciting mm. for me right and um that was a really good way to uh, deliver good content to fans i think and both you know on tv and at the track I thought that was pretty cool. I hope they do that again. Yeah, ho hopefully that's a case of Fox paying attention to what the fans have been yeah. saying because uh, the fans have been pretty critical uh, of some of the things that Fox have been doing. And, and at least this week, uh, this past week at Bristol, they seem to have brought it back to more of the old school you know, presentation. So we'll see if that holds true. And how about Dale Jr. coming back into the Fox booth? That's uh, surprising to Talladega. me as an NBC uh, contracted, I would assume, right? a broadcaster. So I think he's a perfect person to be in the booth for Talladega. 
Talladega. Yep. Um, it's just surprising that he's going to be doing it with Fox. So I think him and Boyer in the booth together will be pretty darn entertaining. I, I think it's going to be an interesting uh, play between the two of them, I think. Yes. Yeah. It should be a lot of fun. And uh, there might be some uh, high rock vodka being thrown around in there and some whiskey <laughs> on Boyer's part. That would make the show even better. There's going to be a lot of excitement between the two of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'd say so. So, uh, Alex, what do you got? What's your last lap highlight? Um, they announced it yesterday, but Larry Mack's going to be on the pit box for Jeffrey Earnhardt, who is racing the number three car in the Xfinity Series for RCR this weekend at Talladega. So an Earnhardt back in the three car at Talladega. It's very nostalgic, and it's with Larry Mack on the the pit box. It just brings back all the memories. So yeah. do you think the broadcast will go to him as he's making calls on the pit <laughs> box? Or do you think he's just like, they're doing his thing? Or do you think he's like the official crew chief? I'm just waiting to throw it to him. He'll be on the pit box there to piss up. We're going to throw it to Larry Mack live during this he'll live be like, pit stop. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, I, I'm going to say this without hopefully uh, uh, ruffling too many feathers, but Larry Mack's not the youngest, most engineering, you know, brain in the NASCAR garage, right? Well, it's he, been a long time yeah, since right, he's been right. a crew chief. Yeah. Great guy, you know, super guy and super nice guy. Uh, you know, I knew him in previous life and stuff like that uh, and, and super guy, but cars are different now. You know, the Xfinity cars, thankfully, are more like the cars that Larry Mack used to work on than the current cup cars, for sure. Like, I think he'd be I think a lot of people would be out to lunch trying to figure out the new cars. Um, but Talladega is the right place for a guy like Larry Mack to be on the pit box. Right. Because you're not necessarily fine tuning a whole lot of stuff. And, you know, uh, but I think it's going to be fun having the Fox guys maybe rag on him a little bit. You know, if the if. Jeffrey goes to the back or something like that for whatever reason. Like, what are you doing, Larry Mack? You know, yeah, I it'll be like interesting. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be really cool. And uh, um, I, I think uh, seeing an Earnhardt, you know, it's it's Jeffrey Earnhardt, but seeing an Earnhardt in a black number three yeah. at a place yes. like Talladega, yep. mm-hmm. that place is going to go nuts. So no when, kidding. When he gets introduced and that car fires its engine, it's going to be pretty cool to see. I have to say, I was at the Talladega race in 2015 when Dale Jr. and Logano were coming to the finish and then there was a controversy where everyone in the stands thought Dale Jr. won the race and Logano ended up winning the race and it went from like the highest high to just, oh, (laughs) like silence. And I was like, oh, this is going to be amazing. Like this place is going to explode because Dale Jr. just won. And then when they said it was Logano because there was all this controversy about it was ended under caution and all this stuff. It was just unbelievable. Like it went from like almost a religious fervor to just oh to not yeah nothing <laughs> right. like you could hear a pin drop right. so yeah having an Earnhardt yeah. <laughs> there is yeah. something no disrespect to Joey but he's not at all he's not the uh he's not the draw to the Talladega crowd not at that all an Earnhardt is right? not at all <laughs> right. and you know you went from you know your boy's gonna like make the chase you know advance in the chase right. and oh he just wanted Dega to Maybe not. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that It's going to be fun. Uh, bottom line is it, it's going to be good. It's good for Jeffrey to be in a good car, too. Yes. Yeah, you know absolutely. What I mean? that, that car is one that can, uh, you know, any car can really win at Talladega, but uh, they'll he'll have every available resource to go to victory lane with that uh, RCR car at Talladega. Uh, my lap slap highlight would uh, definitely be, I make no bones about it, I'm a short track guy, but seeing the racetrack revival coming to uh, North Wilkesboro's 
Speedway. That track has so much history. The history of NASCAR is basically written at places like North Wilkesboro Speedway. A real shame that it, it closed down in the mid-90s um, and was basically in a state of disrepair for the last 30 years almost. And uh, Marcus Smith and the SMI group uh, started... Uh, facilitating some upgrades and updates and things like that. And the state of North Carolina has pitched in a good chunk of money to uh, get that place fixed up a little bit enough, at least that they're able to get some race cars on the racetrack later on this year in August, they're going to have some pavement uh, modified, some uh, street stocks, the bang bangers, you know, little, uh, little four cylinders and things like that. And uh, uh, super late models. And then in, they're going to rip up that asphalt put and have dirt races in October with some sprint cars and late models and modifieds uh, on dirt. And then they're going to repave the place uh, to see what opportunities might lie uh, ahead of uh, ahead of that and maybe 2023 and beyond. No NASCAR commitments at this point. Um, it's going to be really tough. Uh, and there's going to have to be a lot of elbow grease to get that place up to NASCAR standards. You, you can put short track cars on there all day right. long, you know, get a couple of thousand people there. But when you start talking NASCAR, you're going to have to you have to shine that place up a little bit because I was uh, I was telling the story earlier about the last time I was there, 2010, uh, in a super late model race. The past pro late or past super late model series had a race there called the race, seventy five thousand dollars to win at the time, the most the richest super late model race. I was there uh, spotting a super late model there, and we practiced on practice day and I spotted from the backstretch. All the spotters were told to go to the backstretch grandstands and it was Harry getting up there. And when we get, went back on race day, they told us we couldn't go there. We had to go somewhere else because the city had condemned that area. It turns out it was, <laughs> it was condemned before we even got up there on the wow. Friday, but uh, you know, no one told you yeah. on the edge. Oops. Right. But, uh, and, and like I said, that was 12 years ago now. So now there's, you know, seeing pictures and drone footage of that place. It yeah. was in rough shape but look smi marcus smith they've got the vision for it there's some renderings out there online that show that you know with the right amount of money time and effort that place can be a show place again so yeah and he didn't leave the door closed to maybe the truck series eventually racing there which would be fantastic Uh, and that's a perfect place for it you know the, the truck series uh needs to be on more place in, in my opinion needs to be yeah. on more north wilkesboro's and less texas's and, and you know, things like that that's just my opinion you know the truck series was a short track series when it first started um you know they raced mesa marin and you know all these little tracks that nobody had ever heard of until the truck series went there and i would love to see the truck series get back to more places like that so uh no matter what it's going to be a great event this august and october uh pavement racing in uh, in august dirt racing in october i'll be there so uh Um, I know that for sure. So it'll be really cool to see that kind of come to fruition. But in the meantime, we've got a lot of exciting things on track this weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. We hope fans everywhere tune in to the Fox Sports broadcast of the Xfinity Series race, as well as the Cup Series race from Talladega. And stay tuned immediately after the races. We'll have some race wind diecast available for order on LionelRacing.com. But uh, on behalf of Carlene, Michelle, Alex, I am Matt. Thank you so much for joining us on Authenticated. And we'll be back in just a couple of weeks with another episode. Follow Lionel Racing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and use hashtag AuthenticatedFan. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. 
Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyIND.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, IND, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.